Equity is deadly, but let's just blame it on climate change. In this week's episode, we will be taking a closer look at the fire spreading from Maui to the mainland, those that are going missing without a trace, and where this is all leading. So let's start looking. Welcome to the second episode of the Magnifying Glass Podcast. I'm your host, Elena Moore, and with me today is my co-host, Liam Ford. Let's go ahead and get into it. So, Liam, can you lay out a little bit of groundwork of what you're seeing right now in your research that's going on in Maui? Right. Well, part of the problem is that everything uh, is so isolated, it seems impossible to find any uh, reliable source of information that's willing to, you know, kind of piece together what we actually know. So... So the, the onus is on the readers uh, with a story like this, which is which is really sad because there's so much uh, that, that happened in Maui that we don't know about. There's so much sadness that the families feel about the government response to it. And so a few of the things that we know uh, that have come out in the last week or so um, are definitely starting to uh, give cause for concern. They're definitely starting to raise some eyebrows. One of them being the Hawaii Deputy Director on the Hawaii of the Hawaiian Commission on Water Resource Management withheld water because of equity for hours. And again, we don't know what impact this had, but obviously whenever you're fighting a wildfire, and especially on an island with limited resources, the ability to get water to the source quickly saves lives. And this mm-hmm. guy goes back for, for months, and even last year I know, uh, there's videos of him bragging about his his mission to to support equity in, in his business and, and how he is conducting uh, affairs uh, for the Commission on Water Resource Management, which is just not something that should be done. Because at the end of the day, whenever you're talking about equity, you're basically saying, we don't want to favor one group over, uh, over another. We don't want to come across as racist. We don't, you know, all of the different tropes that you hear in modern media has no business whenever it comes to dealing with a wildfire crisis uh, and a fire moving across an island at 50 miles an hour. It absolutely should not be in in any purview of the guy responsible for water. Uh, but that's not the only official that has some problematic statements um, on the record about what they're doing uh, and what's happened since in Maui. The Democrat, one of the Democratic senators from Maui said that the fires like the one that just happened are the new normal. Well, I think we all have to understand that uh, severe weather events are going to get more frequent and more severe. Um, Hawaii is a place um, that has experienced volcanic eruptions and tsunamis and hurricanes and tropical storms. And we've had a few wildfires, but nothing that uh, threatened uh, a whole city, um, nothing that flattened a whole city. And I just think this is the new normal for not just the state of Hawaii, but for the whole planet, for the whole country. So, you know, as we contend with increasing severe weather all the time, um, we're not only going to need to take action on climate, we actually need to be prepared in terms of our emergency response at the state, uh, local and federal level for um, the kind of uh, disaster that maybe you hadn't contemplated before. Senator Brian Schatz from Hawaii, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us this morning. Look forward to talking to you again soon. And this comes as we still have up to maybe a thousand or more people that are still missing. 
And they're already trying to turn this into a political pawn to push forward their climate agenda. And that's a real weird disconnect when you have officials who are responsible for coordinating the search effort, who were responsible for uh, making sure that the firefighters had the resources they needed and failed to do that. But at the same time, while there's still thousands of people missing and they have not done their job adequately for the last two weeks, they're still going to grandstand on the crisis and then use that for political purposes. I mean, it that is not the way that you should be governing, and that's completely inappropriate behavior from the officials out in out in uh, Hawaii. And this, and you're not supposed to be politically correct when things are going when you're dealing with people's lives. No, no. You, it, it was always a joke that you know whenever a crisis hit, nobody would care about political correctness. Evidently, that was wrong. It shouldn't be wrong, but turns out it was wrong because this guy was literally staring at Inferno that was burning people alive uh, and was more concerned about how equitable his water distribution would be perceived in the press uh, than actually putting out the fire and saving lives. That That's an incredible thing to have happen. Yeah, so don't worry if you're dying. There will always be a political correct answer to follow up with your death. Yeah, exactly. It's more important that you died politically correct than if you lived and there was maybe a hint of some not politically correct behavior on on behalf of the officials responsible for coordinating the effort to save your life. I mean, that's the at the end of the mm. day, that's what we're being told. Gotta watch who you elect. Yeah, and I mean, again... There's dozens of statements now that are coming out. Um, one of one of the most infamous now uh, has been the governor of Hawaii is saying that the state is going to try and acquire the land that was burned. I mean, this is a land that is worth a lot of money, a lot more than people who live on it now paid for it to begin with. But it's also something that, I mean, we've known and we talked about in our last episode where there are really big names that have been trying to get more and more land Um in Hawaii, which is which is interesting, right? Because if the sea mm-hmm. levels are rising, and you know that, why would you why would you be buying land on an island that would be the first one to be overrun by these rising uh, sea levels that you talk about all the time? But well, that's another conversation for another day. Um, so, what does that look like? And again, why is the governor, when he still has thousands potentially of people missing, a lot of them children, why is he wor- worried about or coordinating or even thinking about? how he can acquire land that, for all he knows, has the remains of burned children on. Like, why is, what is the thought process there? It doesn't make sense. Well, you know, and I think it's interesting because the post-millennial reported that Governor Green, the governor of Hawaii, stated that I'm already thinking of ways for the state to acquire that land so we can put it into workforce housing to put it back into families or make it open space spaces as a memorial to the people who were lost. About preserving Lahaina moving forward. I'm already thinking about ways for the state to acquire that land so that we can put it into workforce housing, to put it back into families, or to make it open spaces in perpetuity as a memorial to people who were lost. We want this to be something that we remember uh, after the pain passes. That's insulting. I mean, that seems like a bunch of empty promises to me. I mean, what does he mean by workforce housing? What does he mean by putting back families, the the families that died, that that are there on the land? 
uh, yeah, it, it's super open-ended. And again, you know, why is that the focus of his administration at this point in time? That's private land. It's messed land. up. It shouldn't be. Yeah, it's private land. It's not his for the taking. So, oh, oh, we're just going to sit here and benefit off of all of these people that just died, all these people that lost everything that they own, and probably the, a lot of people close to them. Oh, but we'll take your land. Don't worry. Hmm. I've heard that a lot of times in the past history, just reading history when it comes to acquiring land. Oh, we'll be friends with you and we'll move in and take everything you have and all of your land. Yeah, I mean, Rahm Emanuel, uh, the former mayor of Chicago and mentor to Obama, uh, has a famous a famous quote saying, never let a good crisis go to waste. And uh, from everything that I've seen, they're definitely not going to let this one go to waste because they're moving in like vultures really, really quickly uh, to try and scoop up the valuable land uh, to try and make political score political points for their climate agenda uh, and anything else that they can do, uh, it just seems like a, a one stop shop for them to push their political agendas. Yeah, and I saw that um, the Hawaii governor, his full name Josh Green, uh, recently I saw a video where he is saying that, "Oh, don't worry, with Maui we will build back better," and we're going to play that clip real quick. This is going to be a multi-year recovery. It's going to take essentially years to rebuild Lahaina, which was destroyed. But we will build it back better, and we'll build it back proudly. Build back better. Building back better. To build back better. We're going to build it back better. And build it back better. My plan to build back better. In that video, he says, build back better better oh i've heard that a lot of times have you liam hey, you know with covid coming back all of a sudden and build back better uh, i mean i'm just getting a replay of 2020 i, I have to I know. say <laughs> there's a lot of deja vu happening right now and i don't like it, it is not good deja vu and just to give a little context on where this build back better slogan came from it was a slogan promoted by the world economic forum globalist anti-american great reset agenda um, it was a slogan that's been used by Joe Biden's plan to rebuild the American economy. Oh, that's going great. Um, the House of Representatives in 2021 voted to pass almost $2 trillion Build Back Better Act for Biden's social spending. And we've seen it multiple times come up in um, talks for at the World Economic Forum about the Great Reset. Even the former Secretary of State, John Kerry, who's Biden's special presidential envoy for climate, because, you know, we need one of those so badly, uh, declared that the Biden administration in 2020, this was in November of 2020, um, will support the Great Reset and that the Great Reset will happen with greater speed and a greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine, um, and that it will happen. The Great Reset will happen. Um, so it seems to be happening. It happened in covid it happened with the vaccine seems to kind of almost be happening here because after we see a lot of these disasters i've been noticing a lot of elected officials stand up and they say oh well don't worry about the disaster we will build back better it's fine yeah i mean the build back better slogan just seems to problems seem to follow wherever that ends up um obviously Joe Biden used it for his his campaign in 2020, but 
there's also pictures of a bunch of other world leaders in front of Build Back Better slogans, and I believe uh, Justin Trudeau himself uh, even uh, used the slogan as well. And a little bit of foreshadowing, things aren't going so well in Canada right now uh, either with, with connection to wildfires. So yeah, it's definitely uh, one of those very concerning uh, slogans that seems to allude to problems coming your way in the future. And one, uh, one thing I also saw was that four weeks ago, the UN Secretary General, Antonio Gutez, probably butchering that, said that climate change is speeding up, and you can see that in this video. And for scientists, it is unequivocal. Humans are to blame. All this is entirely consistent with predictions and repeated warnings. The only surprise is the speed of the change. Climate change is here. It is terrifying, and it is just the beginning. The era of global warming has ended. The era, the era of global boiling has arrived. The air is unbreathable. The heat is unbearable. And the level of fossil fuel profits and climate inaction is unacceptable. Leaders must lead. You heard that, what he said at the very end, leaders must lead. Well, they are leading us straight to the Great Reset, and I am not a fan of it. Yeah, well, I mean, he also is he's either prophetic or, um, well, he's at least very good at predicting the future. Let me just leave it at that. I won't make any accusations, won't say anything else. I'll just say that, you know, it's pretty convenient that two weeks after you make these statements, there's now huge wildfires breaking out all across the world. Uh, not just not just in Maui, um, which is which is concerning. Um, just to get into that a little bit, uh, there's one uh, in the Canary Islands. Uh, residents of Tenerife are just now today uh, finally beginning to come back um, as fire crews continue to work uh, to contain the large wildfire there. Uh, Thirty-seven thousand acres across the largest of Spain's Canary Islands off the west coast of Africa, where thirteen thousand people have been evacuated from their homes. Um, in Washington state, uh, the governor, again, just like in, in Hawaii, immediately took the opportunity that wildfires and the platform that they were providing him uh, to say that they need to decarbonize the economy so fires don't ravage us. You can see that clip here. Because the fact of the matter is there's a beast at our door, and that's the beast of climate change. It seems like the whole world is on fire. We need to defend ourselves from climate change. We need to to decarbonize our economy so these fires don't ravage us. There's not enough fire trucks in the world to protect us if we don't stop climate change. And even further north of that, uh, in Canada, um, there's uh, dozens of wildfires now raging across Canada, uh, including one of uh, particular interest in Kelowna, uh, which a couple of years ago it came out that it was supposed to be the first 5G town. A Kelowna project will serve as a blueprint for the development of made-in-Canada 5G smart city technology. Mm. You know, there's something really weird with the whole smart thing and disasters. I've been seeing an evident pattern recently where cities that are targeted as smart agenda uh, there's all, it seems to always be a disaster, and then government officials emerge and say, oh, we need to build back better. 
And I've been watching very closely to Myrtle Beach the past year since it was dubbed Smart. There's already been fires close to the area over the past several months that have been coming to fringes. And I wonder, I just wonder when it's going to be hit with a hurricane or massive fires, which we can look, the world looks on fire. If you look at the current map, if you just um, go on and, and see the current active fires, I mean, it, it has popped up everywhere. Yeah, I, I know there's another one, another big one, or a big few, actually, uh, in Texas. Um, uh, over the weekend, I know that Texas A&M Forest Service stated that resources responded to 21 new fires. Uh, and then on Sunday, they responded to an additional 16 wildfires that were burning. So they're just popping up right, left, and center right now. Uh, part, again, part of that is, you know, it's going to happen, dry, arid climate. But, again... It's not so much that they're happening, it's the response that they're garnering. It's how people are trying to parlay these wildfires into immediate political points. Um, and it's how these wildfires are exacerbated because the officials in charge of containing them are more concerned with equity than actually doing their job. So, again, not everything here uh, has to be um, fake. Now, I'm not saying that every wildfire was, was started deliberately or anything like that, but they're definitely not doing their best to put them out, and they're definitely way more concerned about how they can use um, some natural disaster to push their their reset, their great reset, score political points, uh, and really just find a way to take more of your freedoms than they are actually doing their jobs and protecting uh, their constituents. Yeah, I'm not one that believes in coincidences, but you can... Make the decision for yourself of where you think these things are originating from and why, if there's a why. Yeah, there I know. I know there's one. Uh, there's a famous uh, video out of Italy where the Italian police actually captured uh, an arsonist going around on a Vespa uh, with like a, I think it was a, a gallon of gas or something like that, and using that to start fires. Um, which, again, if you think about that, if you think about the the wilderness that is along the west coast of the United States, in, in Oregon, in Washington, in Canada, uh, where these fires are cropping up, it'd be super easy to do that, and it would be super easy to get away with it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's getting a little too easy, especially when you have no one doing anything about it, and yep. the citizens that live in these areas are there to fend for themselves. I remember, I believe it was a couple of months ago when there was a wildfire happen happening somewhere in the U.S. where uh, the farmers were going around plowing their fields trying to create a barrier between their fields that had been burned and the fields that have left to be burned. Um, and, and they were struggling. They were just, they had put that thing into high gear just trying to plow as much as big of a line on their property to try and somewhat stop it from spreading the rest of the way was there anybody there to help it didn't really look like it it kind of look, looks like everybody's just there to fend for themselves which i mean i'm sorry with how much money that they receive through taxpayer dollars and aid and and for emergencies such as this it seems like all the money just ends up going to political correctness, DEI, a bunch of things that don't really impact you directly. But when it well, comes I mean, to I, your I, life, I would say that you know if you're if you're pushing equity in the face of a wildfire, I'd say it actually does impact you <laughs> directly, not in a good way, not right. in a good way, obviously. Uh, you know, thank you uh, because of your DEI and everything else. Uh, my house and my family are now burned, um, but. 
you know, at least at least we have filled our slots uh, with diverse individuals and we have pursued equity uh, right up until the day we died. Hey, as long as it's not the same race dying all at one time, I guess, unless they're Hawaiians. Evidently, that's where their priorities lie. Yeah, that's scary. Well, let's take a turn and see what's happening in California. It's not looking good. It's not really looking good at all. Um, the uh, Petaluma, I believe that's how you say it. It was reported, I believe this was by CBS, um, that Petaluma Fire Department said uh, this past Monday, which was uh, August 21st, that nine of its firefighters have been deployed to assist in ongoing wildfire and storm-related responses in California and recovery efforts following a deadly wildfire in Lahona, uh, Maui. It also in, it reported out of Northern California that there was uh, one dead, there was some old growth could be threatened, a firefighter was injured. Let me see exactly where that was. Yeah, I know the state also deployed, I think it was 7,500 in Southern California, uh, including 3,900 highway patrol officers and 2,000 Caltrans workers to aid local communities. Um, Again, this is is all happening as a hurricane makes landfall. I think it was a tropical storm, technically, uh, that brought a lot of flooding. I know there was a 5.1 magnitude earthquake. that that happened right basically when the when the hurricane was was making landfall and then further north in california you have more wildfires believe it or not um so yeah california is definitely bearing the brunt of uh, a brunt of damage right now from from at least three different angles yeah when that earthquake that 5.1 magnitude earthquake that happened in the southern area the same time that hurricane was hitting um everybody on the internet on Sunday, which was August 20th, started uh, hashtagging it, hashtag Hurricane, which was kind it of... Definitely sounds like a, it, it sounds like that something that Hollywood would dream up. Yeah. Uh, it, it's almost like uh, the Sharknado uh, type, type of energy. Oh, just give them a couple of days. They'll have a book out by it, just like with the Maui uh, wildfires. There was a book out two days or less than two days after... The Maui wildfire, so I'm sure they'll have a book coming out any well, minute now. I, I'm sure I'm going to find out in the, in the coming days or weeks uh, that there's actually a correlation between global warming and an increase in earthquakes as well. Because obviously, you know, they've done and well established, in their minds at least, the correlation between global warming and an increase in, in hurricanes. So if we, can, if we can tie the earthquake side of this whole situation, and then, then we've got a trifecta. Wildfires are can be blamed on global warming. The hurricane can be blamed on global warming, and the earthquake can be blamed on global warming. What more could you want? I mean, triple that's threat a new deal coming up. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see that one. I am so excited. Just another play, a way to you know hike up your tax dollars because you don't pay enough for your no. slavery. No, you definitely don't, and you de- and you definitely have no idea how much more you could be paying. Yeah. And you know, one thing that just really gets under my skin and gets my goat is just the amount of people that have gone missing in Maui. And that video of the mayor of Maui, I mean, I don't even have any words for it. Well, again, it's just, 
another layer of what is actually happening. Um, for those wondering, the mayor of Maui uh, was questioned by at least one honest journalist on how many kids were missing. He said he didn't know, uh, immediately got very, very defensive, started threatening to cancel the press conference. You can, you can watch that clip here. I don't know. I wish yes, I you do. How many children are missing? You I know. I knew the answer to that. I would be happy to answer that. You have no estimate as to how so many children are missing? I guess Nothing? we can end this right now. You guys want? Sorry. This is one of the biggest takes, questions that the takes, people of Lahaina have, but you know what I answer. It always takes one or two to ruin it for everybody. Please, this is our first one. This is our only. Oh, we can say that about you. You ruined it for everybody. You're welcome to say it. You're the media. You can say whatever you want. You're a disaster. All right. Okay. Yeah, you've been the worst mayor we could possibly imagine. Respect? Respect what? This is the most dismal response we've Please. ever had. You won't wait for your turn. You, you want to shout over these guys that are legitimate. Why don't you give them the real answers then? Give them the real answers. That's not his question. Let him, let him. Yeah, yeah. You can go, But how are you supposed to respond to that if you're a journalist you're doing your job and he's going to turn around and threaten to shut down the entire press event and then not only that but blame you for doing your job uh as the reason that he's going to to walk away from the community walk away from journalists trying to get questions for the community for these parents um again the whole thing the whole thing is disgusting really uh because he's sitting there has no idea how many kids that were his responsibility to take care of we're, are missing, probably dead at this point. I mean, it's been two weeks now. Mm -hmm. So, though, if you've been missing for two weeks on this small island in Hawaii, after, you know, the the horror of that wildfire, there's not a great chance that you're going to be found alive at this point. So, you've potentially over a thousand more fatalities than are being reported, and you don't have any interest in providing answers to your community, to your constituents, to the survivors of this. That have lost children or parents or you know loved ones family and friends really it's it's despicable it's embarrassing i mean I, sex trafficking and human trafficking is already such a big issue in hawaii i mean there was a uh, one local newspaper i saw that said that modern it was there article was entitled modern hawaii was built on human trafficking and a lot of disasters like this and it has been shown multiple multiple times that disasters like this breed that sort of despicable behavior of just really horrible people latching onto it and and benefiting off of it by human trafficking uh, those that get displaced or that were involved in a tragedy like this and we've already um it was reported back in 2022 uh, by NBC that native Hawaiian women and girls represent 67 to 77% of sex trafficking victims in the state. It's a huge problem and it's something that a lot of the locals talk about a lot, but it gets no coverage it seems at this point, especially when you have a mayor that could not care less about the children that are going missing and what would be happening to those kids dead or alive at this point. I mean, you don't play around with lives, period, but you especially do not play around with little kids. No, and I mean, not to be not to be morbid here, but if this is the care that elected officials have for their people, then it's not surprising that so many uh, Hawaiians 
are taken advantage of and get wrapped up in this despicable human trafficking trade uh, because clearly their their people don't care about them. It is so sad. I mean, and, and this is why it is so important that I stress all the time, you have to get involved because everyone says, oh, politics is too far gone. It's too far gone when you let it go too far. You have to get involved. Otherwise, it just becomes a bunch of people who consider themselves elitists that hold political office or some sort of um, status in an agency that's given unlimited power by the state government and it plays with your lives we're seeing this right now i mean it's it's just literally playing with people's lives for the benefit of themselves i guess to make them look better politically yeah i mean they're they're playing god is what they're doing and elected officials don't get to decide who lives and who dies but that's what they're doing Thank you so much for joining us on the Magnifying Glass podcast. We delve deep, bringing the overlooked into focus and magnifying the stories that matter to you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share. Help us shine a light on even more discoveries. I'm your host, Elena Moore. Remember, sometimes the smallest details make the biggest difference. Until next time, keep looking closer. Thank you.